0: 2020
1: podcast. What? It's a 2020 podcast. What? It's 2020 podcast, bro. What? 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. This is the 20 by 20 podcast, and I'm your host Nathan uh, McFly. What? Your nigga Woodrow, man. What up? What up? What up? Shout out to the Nation of Domination. Hey. hey and shout out to man. los Boricuas. Oh, yeah maricon.
2: Shout out to <laughs> los Boricuas.
1: <laughs> Word, shout out to Theo yo kid.
2: Word up. Who's following us now?
1: Yeah, word. We, we said we said that last week. Yeah, he's following us now, man. That shit is some crazy shit right there, bro.
2: New Jack started following us too.
1: Yeah, New Jack as well. Had that fire documentary on um Dark Side of the Ring. Seems like season two is just getting at WWE, but you know, that's uh, another conversation for another day.
2: Forehead is super
1: nasty. Yo, he got the fucking Dusty Rose forehead. All them all them old school niggas, man. Them motherfuckers was blading like a motherfucker. Um what's his name? Abdullah the Butcher. That that nigga look like just he looked like ground beef is on his forehead, my nigga. Yeah, that
2: shit look crazy, man. I mean I know New Jack is a wild boy, but yo, that forehead is just I was going through his IG and I saw him like making like pasta and shit. <laughs> with a crazy forehead, I'm like, yo, a forehead like that, you should not be making your own pasta, bro.
1: <laughs> so I ain't gonna drip. <laughs> my
2: son had the ragu with the
1: fucking... With the ragu.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was nasty.
1: Word up, man. But what's going on, G? How you feeling? How you doing, man?
2: Shit, man. I'm on my quarantine poppy shit. I mean, five out here just and we're about to be locked down for another four weeks so
1: yeah man till the 15th at least the 15th bro
2: yeah so yeah man i'm just i'm over this shit already man i'm I'm about you know i want to be back outside you know i want to be back to touching the people but it's not happening man shit is crazy i got a fucking wedding coming up in six months
1: yeah, you know, no, I know, man. Like, How are you feeling about that, bro?
2: I mean, shit, to be transparent as fuck, like, we, we've been, like, going kind of back and forth on the idea of doing this. Should we do it? You know, right now, initially, the wedding was looking, uh, like, up to 190 people. Um, but with wow, everything that's, going a, lot, that's on, a lot right there, kid. Yeah, I know. Uh, but with everything going on um, We were looking to limit it To a, you know, a smaller party So right now we're on that stage I mean we're still going to keep it in the same place uh, They got a bunch of beautiful rooms uh, One of the rooms that they got is Something they call like the garden room Whatever So it can fit like a good 120 people Okay um, Which is still a big fucking party
1: No it's it's a, it's a huge party Definitely
2: so, um but right now that's where we at with it. Uh we still having it. Uh God forbid this this bullshit continues where we'll, we'll just fucking go alope somewhere. I don't know.
1: Yeah, just make sure you invite you invite the groomsmen and we out there with the with the wives and the significant others, you know what I'm saying?
2: hard up. <laughs> yeah, I know. But want to
1: have it in queens we want to keep it in the same place we want to keep it on the same day we don't even want to change the days so. Nah, man just stay yo yo just stay positive man i mean i know we haven't been through something as big as this you know like we've been through you know as a city been through a whole lot of shit our generation has been through some shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying and we always we always seem to progress and uh you know and prosper yo bro forward. my bad
2: my job is pulling me i'm sorry bro hold on see this, this is the bullshit
1: that's the bullshit well that was that was fast because we back with us what's going on man talk to me yeah <laughs>
2: this is what i'm talking about and not for nothing again i ain't gonna give up you know give up what i do but it's covid shit it's just got a lot of crazy things happening right now and um yeah, like honestly I've been using the term, you know, sorry for sorry for your loss and my condolences and a whole lot. I've been yo, a lot. A lot. Like every fucking week. Every other fucking yo, I'm like sharing my condolences. Like it's fucking crazy. Like I'm I'm ready for this shit to go back to normal, man. I don't even know what normal would be after this. But
1: knowing the wolf pack we're going to go straight back to what it was bro <laughs> uh, i don't know
2: man for real but how, how how's everything on
1: your on yours oh everything's good man you can i can't complain you know what i'm saying we got we got all all the essentials you know for us the fam uh our furry kids <laughs> You know what I'm saying So everybody, everybody's good Everybody is in uh, good spirits, good health And yeah man That's as much as I can say You know what I'm saying Like we're just going through it Not as much as others may be going through it at the moment But Like we just You know we're trying to help any way we can as well You know what I'm saying Just lending, lending a helping hand Or ear People who need to talk Who's going through it Just stuff like that you know I got I got kids that that are scared you know and you know you just try to make make them feel as comfortable as possible in what you know in the situation that we're in right now it's hard you know it's hard but it's what we gotta do it's what we gotta do in the profession that we in you know what I'm saying
2: word word I mean yo and you know some good things have been coming out of this you know like just, like, being in communication with the people that you love.
1: People you, you know haven't saying? heard from in a while.
2: People you haven't heard from in a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're in communication with them. Like, there's a lot of, like, that That Michael Jordan series is coming out. You know, fuck Jordan. <laughs> <You>
1: <laughs> Knicks know, fuck all day, just, baby.
2: Yeah, fuck Jordan for what he did to my Knicks. But, um, you know, I am looking forward to that documentary. And, um this nigga one of our boys he put us on the ESPN is gonna be showing like 12 classic boxing matches oh yeah 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 day.
1: shout out Saturday. to Asco.
2: yeah Saturday uh, Saturday April 18th so right. if you into boxing I would definitely look you know look that up
1: word up word up there's a lot of shit a lot of shit going on man and you know the the, the planet Getting a little healthier, you know what I'm saying? You see, you know, you're hearing a lot more birds chirping in the morning. Oh but yeah, the, for sure. The sky's looking clear. There's a whole bunch of stars. You know what I'm saying? You ain't <laughs> got to go upstate to look at the stars and shit. You know? We <laughs> man,
2: we man, becoming millionaires out
1: here. <laughs> Word up, man. You know, it's just, it's, it's good. I'm just hoping everybody's using this time to forward themselves. You know what I'm saying? That who are as, you know. I guess as established as anybody can be at the moment, you know, having a roof over their head, you know, bills paid, money still coming in. Use this time to better yourself. Learn something else. Learn another craft. Learn something else to get money. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, man, that's all. Like, look, look, shit. I'm over here trying to learn video, video editing and shit like that, and just trying to get good at it, bro.
2: Word, word. What's up with the t-shirts? Yo,
1: let me tell you. Let me tell everybody is listening right now. We are having two, not one, but two different designs dropping this coming week. Be on the lookout. It's coming next Friday. Got some drops next Friday. We got some joints to go good. If you copping them Jordan Sixes, them DMP joints, you know them black and gold Sixes. We got something for you, bro. Yeah, we out, out here. Shout out to everybody that's been following us too. We got a whole bunch of new followers and shit, and everybody has just been liking and viewing everything we've been putting on the gram and Twitter and everything like that. You know, thank you, thank you very, very much. Give us that will, that power to keep on going and doing what we do every Friday and Saturday. So this is this is love right here, man. Thank you very much.
2: Word after the. Uh... After we recorded our 100th episode and we dropped it, um, I went back and it was 100 weeks from our first episode to our 100th episode. Yeah. So we dropped 100 episodes in 100 weeks. And I just, you know, just wanted to echo, you know, what I wrote on Instagram and just tell you that, yo, bro, I'm proud of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're doing your thing. You know, uh, you're making this happen. You know, slowly, right. slowly. You know, again, everything is organic. Everything is homegrown. Everything is off love. We're not out here chasing followers or chasing anybody. We're not riding nobody's coattails. We're doing what we do. You know what I'm saying? And eventually, what we do will just be what everybody wants. You yeah, know what I'm saying yeah. so. Dropping those 100 episodes in those 100 weeks, man, I I know it wasn't easy. And, um, I mean, even, like, today, I had a a long, shitty-ass day today. (laughs) And, you know, my day literally started, like, at 7.30 this morning. It didn't end till about 7. And, you know, like I was telling him, like, yo, bro, like, I don't think we could do this today. Like, I just need to go straight to bed. And, you know, he was like, nah. I got shit to do tomorrow. We need to do this shit today. It's like, you know what, man? Let me get my shit together. Yeah. So, it's just staying with that, with that drive and that commitment. You know what I'm saying? Just making shit happen, bro. So, here's to 100 more. Here's to
1: 100 more, kid. And this is the first one into the next 100. And we got a lot to talk about. I mean, they got something... That they're calling now Black Wednesday in the WWE because of what happened with everybody being either let go as, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, media markets want to call it. But most of it was, uh, you know, mutual agreements, as they would say, and people being furloughed. And right now the state of wrestling is out of flux, I guess is best said. Because there's just a lot of moves, a lot a lot of things going on that kind of mimics what a big business or a big corporation would be going through. And this is like moves that I guess us as wrestling fans, and I'm including us because you know we can have mixed views on anything that's going down everything that's going on and we can't understand it because we're not on that side of the business aspect of that of any of this shit going on right now so a lot a lot of talent and producers writers uh talent agents all this shit all the motherfuckers got either axed or put on hold that's what furlough is. For anybody that don't know what furlough means, furlough is basically like taking a leave of absence from your job. You still have that title, but you got to take a leave of absence. In this case, furlough is until July 1st, as they were saying. And when things get better, they're not going anywhere else to look for anybody else to cover those positions. They're just going to go back to the people they got on furlough. So what what are your thoughts on that, Wood?
2: I mean Do you want to Do you want to get into Some of the names first
1: There's a whole lot bro Jesus lord Uh Yeah man We're gonna get into it Just give me uh, I'm gonna get a list right now So
2: how about this Before you give those names Cause am It's gonna go into my point And then you can list off Those names And you can tell me If I'm bugging But I feel like in any business There's always Opportunity in chaos Right And in this situation, you know, WWE is not moving how they normally would move because of the whole COVID-19 thing. Yeah. So, you know, they're doing empty arenas, they're pre-taping, they're doing all this, you know, they're pre-taping weeks in advance, all this crazy shit, whatever. Obviously, in a time like this, you want to try to put your best product on the screen.
1: Best product forward. Yeah, of course.
2: And the people that got let go, honestly, with the exception of maybe two and a possible, I feel like they really didn't have nothing for them. And letting them go was almost like, it was almost like a blessing in disguise. They could get rid of so much dead weight in one shot because of what's going on. Mm. So you was able to get rid of twenty of your D wrestlers in one shot. Now what they did with uh, Luke Gallows and um, Carl Anderson, that's
1: oh that shit hurt, man. I mean,
2: to, you know, to to go from that to go from the Undertaker AJ match, you know, to getting let go, it's pretty whack. You know, they they had a lot of momentum, they had a lot with them. Um but I mean, give me another name other other than them that did not deserve to get
1: well, this this is where, you know, it comes into where like you know, like where we always said the synopsis of this show is. You know what I mean? Like me being here, always watching this shit and you just coming back into the fold. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's a couple there's a couple here that that hold strong towards I guess People that generally watch WWE a lot or just wrestling in general, like just one name that really sticks out is uh, Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder is like a WWE lifer. Uh, just a couple of years ago, three, four years ago, if I'm not mistaken, had like an epic WrestleMania moment, winning the Intercontinental Championship in a ladder match at the biggest WrestleMania in attend attendance record ever that was held in Dallas. It was like over a hundred thousand people there. I think it was like a hundred and three or hundred and four thousand people. Big, big fucking moment. Uh okay. like you know what I'm saying? Like that he's he's like a lifer. Like people never would have thought that he was gonna be the one to get let go. Uh a crowd favor like Rusev. Rusev has some moments. I know you've seen the moments he had recently and we were comparing him to you know to other like wild shit, but like he had some moments. Like even he had a WrestleMania moment a couple years back, about like four or five years ago, where yo know, nigga came into WrestleMania in a tank on some like Rocky Four shit, you know what I'm saying? And and had a crazy match with John Cena. Like he he had moments. He had moments. I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, three time U.S. champ. Um. Damn, I'm just going through the names, just looking at everybody. Yeah, I mean, but
2: my thing is like the like the young scholar, Janet Jackson. <laughs> what have you done for me lately?
1: What have you done for me lately? Bam, 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 bam. So yeah. then we'll go to Drake Maverick, who yo I truly feel sorry for. He looks like he Why loves he was like, crying? but he it just. The love for the business, bro. Like they're gonna let him still be in the cruiserweight tournament. Even and that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, yo, this guy this is one of the furlough guys. Cause they're probably gonna really want him back. And we don't know which of, which of the talent producers, behind the scene guys are furloughed. And then, you know, there's other reports like, Yeah, you know, they keep on saying that all these guys are furloughed and they're paying Medical and all that shit But none of these motherfuckers Got any type of You know Any type of health insurance Through WWE So it's all word of mouth Like There's a lot of reports That like It just makes it Look really bad You know Mike Chioda The referee That dude Has been around since 89 Surprisingly And he's always Always In the big matches So I'm surprised That he got let go that's like childhood shit. Like I, I was like I told you, I was watching WrestleMania seven the other week, and I see him over there, fucking Mike Kyoto, fucking refing. Uh, I think it was Macho Man and Warrior, epic shit.
2: Nah, yeah, of course. I mean, classic. He's a fucking, you know, he's a he's an OG. You but know- <laughs> my nigga, nobody is above. It's 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 all about what are you doing for me now. What can you do for me tomorrow? It's like whatever you did for me yesterday, it's like that's that's it. You already did it. It's already done. But then like what the fuck was Rusev how was Rusev gonna come back from that whole lana Bobby Lashley thing?
1: That and another thing is, some of the some of the talent that got let go have, you know, at times voiced their opinion on wanting to leave. And wanting to explore and be out there. And I think just because of the environment that we're living in now. And the uncertainty of tomorrow. You know, the uncertainty of 24 hours from when we're talking right now. What what may happen, what will happen. You know, it just looks like, like damn, this, this shouldn't have happened. And a lot of people... Compare WWE to the other two companies there are, you know, somewhat in the WWE realm, which are AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. How they haven't let talent go. How New Japan is holding it. Like New Japan got together with all the other smaller all all the other smaller companies in Japan and went to, and went to their their parliament and was like, "Yo, listen, we need." wrestling back, but with just certain certain things done, you know, just, just to, like, make sure that all the wrestlers are good and they just need to get paid. And now a lot of people look at that like, yo, why are they handling it like that over there? And WWE is just all for themselves. You feel what I'm saying?
2: Bro, when you get signed to Death Jam, Universal, these big record labels... You're gonna have to you're gonna get a smaller piece of the pie. Yeah. But that pie is gonna be a lot bigger.
1: Than what you're getting what what you're getting at E one.
2: Exactly.
1: No, definitely. I, I and then that's the thing too, like the money's different. The money's different and a lot of these companies, like ROH, uh P uh P W G, all these other Indies and New Japan and ROA, you know, all of them. None of them are publicly traded on the market. So I I feel like people tend to forget how WWE is being affected by this. They're not only being affected by it on a wrestling landscape. They're also being affected by, by a, you know, financial landscape. Like, it's not only Vince McMahon losing money. It's every other shareholder losing money.
2: Yeah, I was. I, I saw some shit that your boy Vinnie Mac got a fucking job with with Trump.
1: He's gonna help him, you know. Try to try to get the economy back back and going.
2: You know why? You know why he called upon Vinnie Mac for that?
1: Because, because uh, Linda like, worked for him.
2: <laughs> Trump was like, "Damn, yeah, this fucking guy had these guys wrestling during this whole pandemic, and he was pretty successful doing it." I I need to fuck with him.
1: But he's going to be on a board of other sport entertainment people. Like, I'm hearing like Jerry Jones is going to be there. And all these other, like, you know, big time, big time sports people are, are supposed to be within that cabinet itself.
2: That's what's up.
1: But my thing is, is like, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of people are just looking at shit and they're like, that. They crunched the numbers for WWE, right? And they're saying that they're going to be the most profitable this year than any other year they've been doing business. And to my eyes, I'm like, are they taking in those numbers before, you know, COVID 19 was running rampant through all this shit? Because right now, like, you have to take out the numbers from. You know, the live events, like the shit they're going to do on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, Sunday, Saturday night. You got to take out the money they were supposed to be getting filming Raw, filming SmackDown. You got to take out the money that they were going to be making during pay-per-view events at this time. And it's like, what what numbers have been crunched? Like, if there's money being taken out, how are they going to be the most profitable? That's what I just don't understand.
2: I think, you know, I think to throw those live shows It takes money too So I don't think they get that much money back Off those live shows I think they, they do those live shows To connect with the fans But they don't do it as a means To profit Yeah I think, I think it's mostly made up Around, like, their advertising You know, and just Their, 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 sell, their Selling their shit Not to mention, bro, honestly, like I've been on Netflix more now than I've been in years and there is a lot of WWE programming.
1: No, there's there's a whole lot. There's a whole lot. And they definitely have there there's definitely a deal in place for all that shit. Cause WWE has a fucking vault of movies, if you think about it.
2: Yeah. And not I mean, you know, and then the deal with Fox, like being on Channel Five, like that's different.
1: No, that that, it's
2: not, that is it's not TNT dogs.
1: No, no it's, that's this this channel
2: five. You know it's what I'm saying? The same channel they give the Simpsons,
1: <laughs> Family Guy, all that all that fly shit.
2: Exactly, not the same channel that they give Little House on the Prairie. Reruns. Well, of course, nigga, that shows from the eighties.
1: No, but I'm just saying, like you know, just <laughs> just like giving reruns and shit like that. But it's just it, it's nuts where like. We can't. We can't think of WWE on just a wrestling level. Like they. Like I just. Like I said earlier, there's a whole lot more people that are gonna be losing money, and they don't want to lose money because they threw in way too much money into this company, man. You know, for Vince Man to be a majority owner, it's only by two percent. You know what I'm saying? He only owns fifty-one percent of the company to be to be. Quite honest with everybody. That's what he owns of that company. That shit is crazy.
2: Yeah, never knew that actually.
1: Exactly, man. And he sold some stock of the company when he was trying to reopen XFL because he wanted to reopen it through a different company. For for it to have no money, no money ties towards the WWE.
2: Yo, has AEW announced that? they're going to be you know they're they're considered essential in florida as well and uh you know they're going to be doing live shows and shit
1: uh, so right now what's happening is AEW is supposed to have their big event all out at in Las Vegas at the MGM at the MGM Grand so that was supposed to be taking place May 23rd now with everything going on, you know, Las, Las Vegas is basically shut down. So they can't do anything out there. The rumor is is that they're going to move it to Florida. But it's not sure if it's going to be the same day or they're going to do something else, you know. If they move it to Florida, it's either going to be no fans or just, you know, like the fans are going to be basically the the roster, you know what I'm saying, there's no way they're going to have any type of just regular niggas coming in to watch that shit, so they're going to do exactly what WWE and Vince McMahon did for WrestleMania, that's exactly what it's going to be, and nobody's going to say anything negative about it, which is crazy. That shit is fucking crazy, my nigga. Nobody's gonna say anything negative about it.
2: I mean, people are gonna, people are always gonna talk shit, bro. It's just obviously there's gonna be way more niggas to talk shit about WWE because WWE is more
1: profitable. No, no, yeah, yeah, they're more profitable, and you know, they're they're more in the eye of things and all that other, all that other shit, you know. They've beginning they getting a lot of shit because of the people they they let go. Like yo, like one thing that really really had me like kind of down about everybody get being let go is like hearing AJ Styles talk about it. AJ Styles looked like he was so so heartbroken about not having Gallows and Anderson with him. Like they all came in at the same not the same exact time. Probably like a couple of day a couple of days or maybe a month separate from each other but they all came in around the same time in WWE and they all were there you know there was a moment last year I think where Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson their contracts were coming up and they were they were thinking about going to Japan they were thinking about going back to Japan and you know just chilling you know they already have made that big money they, they've been chasing while they were in Japan before and you know Vince threw the bag at them and they looked at this money like yo this is game changing right here nigga we're going to take this shit we're going to double up we're going to be broskies. and we good and now this happens you know they came they they're coming back from probably one of the best showings at WrestleMania either in an empty building or not and this shit happens
2: <laughs> you know yeah I, I actually watched it and then um I'm like listening to AJ and then I just start thinking to myself I'm like yo what if like regular people did the same shit like what if they fired Ricky from from the Home Depot and then Ricky's boy Jonathan he's like yeah man he, he puts up a video like yeah man They let like, go of oh, Ricky man um he was he was mad cool man. He he held me down in tiles in the tile section, all the t- all the time, man. Like <laughs> it's, it's not gonna be the, the break room's not gonna be the same without him, man. But uh, you know, like I just like it's like yo, it's a fucking job, right? Like they're gonna be okay.
1: No, like, they're definitely gonna be okay. Of that
2: whole group of niggas that got fired. They're gonna be
1: okay. They'll be fine, bro. They got they got their podcast too. That's kind of fucking hilarious.
2: So fucking why AJ Styles
1: reacting like this is the most terrible news you can hear? All right, especially but it's because with
2: what's going on right now. Yo, think, like, about hey, AJ, think about this. Think about this,
1: You get you get fucking lit with niggas in a corporation outside the country. You guys come back to your country together to 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 keep that light going. You know what I'm saying? like, And and keep the good times rolling. Like, yo, these guys, they, they were with each other more than they were with their family.
2: All right, you want to hear what I think?
1: I, I, I know. You don't you, you care. You don't care. I understand. No, no, no. <laughs> no,
2: no, no. You want to hear what I think?
1: What up? I, I think
2: AJ feels responsible. And,
1: and he said mine. that. And he said that.
2: Yeah, but he, I, he didn't really expound on why. And it just made me think because... He was, it was probably his idea. Like, yo, let's bring back the OC. Let's try to bring this Bullet Club vibe back. Let's see how this shit goes. And honestly, like, it, it, it didn't really hit. Like, they weren't dark enough. They weren't, like, uh, heel enough. They were, you know, like, even their entrance and just, like, you know, their little, like, when they put their little fists together and shit. Like, I don't know. Like, it just, like, it just wasn't. It wasn't like it definitely didn't give me bullet club vibes. But I don't think it, it really like did what it they probably wanted it to do. Um and I just think like he felt it was probably his idea. He was probably like, "Yo, let's bring this shit back. It's going to work." Like and it just really didn't.
1: Yo, man, I I just feel like they they could probably be that talent as well that was furloughed. You know what I'm saying? Like I like I said earlier, we don't know who was furloughed. There's no list of anybody being furloughed. Maybe that maybe none of them were. <laughs> who the fuck knows? Because a lot of the reports are that you know most of the talent they got let go. They all agreed to a sum. In order for for the let go because they can't just break the contract.
2: Bro, AJ's not gonna put that video out if they're still with the company.
1: No, n- nigga, he'll put that video out even if they weren't with the company. Of course he would, bro, because he still feels like he doesn't have them there when he goes back to Raw. They're not there. They're gonna be. They're gonna be at home, bro. They don't. They don't live next door to each other, my nigga. This motherfuckers out in North Carolina. These niggas is living. In Alabama and Florida and shit. Them motherfuckers ain't around each other, bro. The only time they around each other is that fucking, you know, at these live shows and shit like that, B. Yeah,
2: but a furlough is a fucking leave of absence. Like, so, you're still with the company, but you're going to come back.
1: Yeah, that, but that them was, niggas ain't You're
2: still with the company. Um, You know, the way he answered that question was not like niggas are still with the company. No way.
1: Okay, but... You don't know if they are coming back or not bro Like that fur Like I said earlier that furlough is only until July 1st What if this shit keeps on getting worse god forbid Them motherfuckers ain't coming back If It takes longer Than expected For them to have any type of live show Of any type of amount of people Them motherfuckers ain't coming back If there's no extra money coming into the Coming into the business Them niggas ain't coming back that's how he's thinking, man. I
2: hear you. I just, I mean, if, if I know there was a chance my my people's just gonna come back and it's just quiet for niggas, like I'm just I'm not even gonna talk about it, cause niggas gonna leave all the time, and nobody gives them these shout out heartfelt fucking.
1: Yeah, smash- but it's different there, bro. Like those are his boys, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Those are his boys, bro. You know they came back into the states together. That's a, that's a different that's a different vibe right there. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else, maybe they're not as close as they thought they were with certain people, but for them three, they were close, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, everybody thought like when Finn Balor left the Bullet Club, like that shit was gonna be like yo, what what's going on? Like I don't know how this shit gonna work out. Fucking AJ came. And became the leader of that Bullet Club faction for that moment. For the for that year and a half, two years. And forget about it. Put that shit over to another level, bro. You know? Like, put it over to another level. Uh, I think that, to be honest, that was probably the best coronation of the Bullet Club. When AJ was the leader, you had, you know... Machine Gun, Carl Anderson. He had, you know, the big homie Lou Gallows. Young Bucks. G.O.D. Tokyo Pimp. you even had fucking Scott Hall's son over there. Fucking Cody Hall. Running rampant. Oh,
2: man.
1: You know, like, I, I felt like that was the best coronation of the Bullet Club. Like, a lot of people go back to, like, Kenny Omega and him being the faction leader. But that shit just got all... All crazy when, you know, they started adding in all these other people that really didn't fit it. it. It didn't fit. It didn't fit. Like, they had a great fucking vignette for when Cody Rhodes came to New Japan. and He was the newest member of the Bullet Club. But besides that vignette, that shit was trash. Yeah, well, best of luck to
2: them, man. And,
1: yeah, know, best of luck to them. And also Heath Slater. You know what? This is the time for Heath Slater to fucking go run crazy through the indies when they open up again. This motherfucker gonna come back looking like he was on Muscle Beach for like four months and go crazy. Cause you know what? He got he got to fulfill the fucking destiny, bro. Three MB. Do you do you do you recall or even seen what three MB was? No. All right. Three MB was. Basically a jobber faction of Jinder Mahal, Drew McIntyre, and Heath Slater. Drew McIntyre and and uh, Jinder Mahal at one point both got fired at the same time and they kept Heath Slater. Them motherfuckers change their lives, all this other shit. This nigga Jinder Mahal comes back, brolic is shit, becomes champion, goes on a fucking Iron Sheik run. Drew McIntyre fucking comes back. destroys the indies, bro. Goes everywhere, does his thing. They even put him in NXT before he came to the main roster. Killed it at NXT, came to the main roster, guess what? Became the first champion. First WWE champ from the United Kingdom. Awesome. Heath Le- he oh, Heath Ledger. You heard? <laughs> I was about to say Heath Ledger. <laughs> Heath Slater needs to fulfill the 3MB prophecy, my man. He needs to come back, brolic, kicking ass, with different moveset, and just fuck shit up. You know what? He needs to take the title from Drew McIntyre. At, uh, next year's Royal Rumble. There we go. Set it up.
2: Unbelievable.
1: Well, he hopefully he's one of the furloughed ones. Yeah, hopefully he's one of the furloughed ones. He got kids, bro. Remember he had a, he had a shirt he used to wear? it. I got kids. <laughs> 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 oh man, yo, shout out to him, bro. He that's another one I, I didn't I didn't expect, bro. That's another one I didn't expect. He looked like a WWE life for himself, but shit happens, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of uh a lot of great people got got let go. Or furloughed. Whatever it is. But just keep your heads up. You know. Everything is going to be better. You know. We're at our. I can't say we're at our lowest. Because I don't know. The statistics. Off the top of my head. Or I don't know like. How everybody else is doing around the world. But. I know that we could all agree on. That we're at a low point at the moment. And. I feel that we could really move out of this and, and and get to where we were before that ball dropped on 2019. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For real. You know, so shout out to everybody out there doing what they doing. Shout out to all the first responders, as they always say. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the doctors, the nurses, the the attendants, the fucking... Everybody that works through the hospitals. Everybody that works through there. Every job title. Everything. Even the people that don't work in the hospitals. We got people that work in unions that are still working. People that are just making sure them elevators are running. People that are making sure that if they ain't got elevators, they fixing them up so them old people, you know what I'm saying? So our baby boomers could get back and forth through shit. Word up you know what I'm saying like everything and anything the gen- yo even the the janitors in in the in the department of education they still working shout out to them shout out to them uber uber drivers that are putting their life on the line at the moment people that work at the at the supermarkets at key food shopright if that's still around <laughs> you know stop and shop whole foods all that Shout out to them, man. Shout out to the Dailies and the Bolay guys that is still open when a nigga need a Dutch.
2: <laughs> Where up, man? And shout out to and shout out to the Wrestlers.
1: And yo, shout out to them too, man. Putting themselves on the line, being out there for our entertainment on a Monday, on a Wednesday, on a Friday. And shout out to Dark Side of the Ring. For premiering and keeping a season two going when we need something to watch on Tuesdays. Word up. You know what I'm saying? Yo, shout out to everything, man. Shout out to them, man. Yo, you guys are truly appreciated. Every individual that keeps this running. You guys are definitely appreciated.
2: Yeah, man. That's yeah. I wish I had a the funk flex bomb.
1: Oh, I'm going to put it there, right? (laughs) It's wild, it's wild, man, it's wild. I mean, we got a couple of good things. And you know what? To be honest, I don't even want to talk about what's going on on Raw, SmackDown, NXT. I feel like there's an episode for us to talk about just wrestling as a whole and just humanity, you know, the culture. You feel me?
2: Word up. Yeah, man, I feel you, bro. I Feel you. I mean, I mean, again, once again, shout out to everybody that got let go or furloughed, as uh, Nas keep saying. To <laughs> <laughs> so y'all motherfuckers that did not get your shit together and get it popping.
1: Right.
2: All right, because yo, it's looking like WWE's bringing live shows back.
1: Live shows, like- no people. Fuck it. That means no Fuck extra money. No extra money.
2: Fuck it. That means they're not paying for fucking paying rent to, to, to get these spots or employees to do all this shit.
1: Yeah, they're using their own grounds right now, man.
2: Yeah. I saw this this YouTube clip and it was talking about how uh it was like a, a look into WWE's museum. I mean um warehouse.
1: Oh, man. So there's
2: actually a show with that, but it's just mad old. That video was like from like eight years ago.
1: That's fire, though. They got so much shit over there, bro. I'm telling you, they need to do like a full-length
2: updated documentary on that fucking warehouse, man.
1: What they need to do is turn that warehouse into an actual Hall of Fame. Where it's not only where you see like, you know, certain shit for past talent has been inducted to the Hall of Fame and shit like that. It could just be like different floors where like, yo, you're going into the the what, what was that shit with fucking brother brother love? Like his whole his whole shit and then Paul Bearer's uh fucking fucking shit and then, you know, Shawn Michaels Parlour Shop. With fucking Piper Buddhist Bar, Beefcake, Piper's Pit, you know, I like it, just shit like that. Like the whole like, oh my god, that shit would be so dope. Oh what, my nigga, they need to do that. They need to do that. You gonna tell me you ain't gonna pay thirty dollars to run through that shit real quick?
2: Hell yeah, I'll pay more than that. I'll pay more than that shit. We could, do some, we could do some, like, Universal Studios type shit. Do exactly. some, like, interactive rides and shit with wrestlings. That should
1: be fine, bro. I mean, uh, Vince McMahon back in the day had a, an idea for, you know, like, an amusement park and all that shit. Like, some Six Flags type shit with, like, you know, wrestling ride names or whatever. But that's just, you know, hearsay, he say, you know, as they say. Rumors and new innuendos, <laughs> but um, I think that would be dope, man. Just opening up a Hall of Fame exhibit, just the way like the, N- the NBA has the MLB, the NFL. That would be dope for everybody, just to like go through, like see a Ric Flair robe, a Macho Man robe, um, the fucking I the agree. shears, the fucking shears that fucking Brutus the of Beefcake used to fucking walk around with. You know? <laughs> this stupid shit like that.
2: Yo, you have you ever been to the Museum of Moving Image?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been there. So, like, there, they got, like,
2: fucking Bill Cosby sweater, the mask mask. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like a wrestling team or, or some shit like that? that? That would be fire.
1: That would be stupid fire, bro. That would be so... F- Fucking amazing, my nigga. Especially with all those little, like, cut segments they always used to have. They could just have, like, a fucking Mean Gene Okerlund's tuxedo from WrestleMania 1's when he had the glitter, glitter red bow tie and shit, you know? Like, some fly shit like that.
2: Damn, they could have, like, a little area where you can cut a promo with, like, a fucking Saturday Night's Mean Event
1: background. Exactly. And, you know... They do that for uh uh access weekend, for WrestleMania. You know they 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 have like little stations like that set up. Why not have it in a spot where people are gonna? You already know people are gonna put that shit on IG. That shit is gonna be a fucking hashtag, and that shit is gonna run rampant, bro. Especially through New York, man. Hell yeah, like a little pop up shop or some shit. A yep. Pop up. And man, this this is be, not gonna wow, be a yeah. little pop up shop, my nigga. This is going to be some, like, real fly vintage shit, bro. I can't see it as a pop-up shop.
2: Nah, but I'm saying they could do some pop-ups.
1: Oh well, uh, well, imagine WWE does a pop-up. Niggas will be locked in on Twitter n- trying to see where that shit going to be at, my nigga. That's right. Well, Yo, uh, WWE,
2: once again, man, fuck with us.
1: Yes, yes, we got ideas. We got I don't you.
2: Sometimes I gotta fucking save,
1: man. Yo, but listen, even if they don't wanna, they don't wanna put us on payroll. I, I know how the, I know how the climate of the situation is. You wanna put us on payroll? Give us a percentage. Let's get a percentage. <laughs>
2: or put us on furlough.
1: <laughs> put us on furlough. Give us a contract and then put us on furlough. We good. Fuck
0: it. <laughs>
1: Yo, man! Before we end this joint, though, B. Yo, you heard about uh French Montana and uh Jim Jones closing out a fifteen-year beef?
2: Like how, how 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 did they do that? First of all, first of all, before you tell me that, for for those that don't know, the reason why they even have beef is because your man French Montana had a. A mixtape dvd back in the day called cocaine city and he put a video up of jim jones getting beat up at rucker and cam just cam was in that video too in in the background just looking like oh shit um but yeah so so you're saying they squashed that beat they
1: squashed it bro (laughs) How when? Wow. So uh last night French went on went on live on Instagram and you know he's doing like the co well, you know, it's not cocaine city DVDs, but it's cocaine city, you know, IG Live type of shit. And he had a couple of people there, you know, talking and then Jim Jones popped up. And he was he said he was talking to he was talking to crack, Fat Joe. And, you know, Fat Joe ain't believe in this shit. He's like, yeah, come on to the live, man. Jim Jones gonna be there, blah, blah, blah. So they went in and talked about stories on how, you know, they you know they met in the street and all this other shit. And they talked about a time where French Montana, you know, not being who he is right now, just being cocaine city. French Montana, seen Jim Jones. Jim Jones was with people. French was with like two or three heads. And seen this nigga rolling in the Maybach with Jewels and, you know, sticking his middle finger at him. And they were just talking about shit. Like, talk about their beef, basically. They they timelined they shit. And then said, like, yo, nigga, like, fuck it, let's work. And then at the end of everything, they talked about having a concert. And the concert is going to be dedicated to chink, chink drugs and stack bundles.
2: Wow, that's pretty fire.
1: They're like, yo, yeah. we need to have a Chinks and Stacks day. How dope is that, monica? Um,
2: because the difference, you know, like, between French Montana and Jim Jones, they have, like, some great artist relations between them. Like, uh, French Montana with Max B. Uh, Stack Bundles was there. Chinx Drugs was there you know and,
1: and Max was there for every every one of them how about that
2: exactly exactly so you know if fucking French would be able to like have the beef squash between Max and Jim too
1: and i think that, that would... i think that was kind of squash when they talked about releasing Max from his uh from his uh his deal with Burger he had gotten he got he had gotten released from that, and it, I heard you know through the grapevine that like Max and Jim are on on better terms than they were before.
2: See, and that and that's pretty dope because for those that don't know, Max and Jim kind of had like this Rusev Bobby Lashley thing going, mm. and uh, Lana the Lana was played by Christy. <laughs> And she
1: touched it in Miami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she definitely did. She touched it in Miami.
2: Nah, not for nothing. I'm just gonna re-acknowledge myself for for painting Bobby Lashley and Rusev as Max B and Jim Jones.
0: <laughs>
2: Shout to me for that. That was a good one.
0: That was a
1: good one right there. But you know it's it's a, it's a great thing, man. It's a great thing, and if they do this, and Max is out, oh my god! Imagine the fucking music that Max could perform with them niggas on it.
2: Yo, know, yeah, I, and after not that, I I think of, of French Montana, Jim Jones track would be pretty fire.
1: No, they talked about that too.
2: I think they could put out uh, a real Dope New York track for real. Yeah
1: and they were talking about having that Max B I mean having that um Chink, Chink and Stacks day As like you know bringing up New artists in New York And all that and I see you know Jim Jones is running around a lot with that kid actually Leon from the Bronx And you know French is always looking for somebody new Always
2: All right All right See what happens though, see? More more good things coming out of this quarantine.
1: A lot, yeah. a lot. Listen, we got we got that beat that that, that beat battle between Premier and RZA. Holy shit, my nigga.
2: Incredible. Shout out to Premier, man. Shout out to Primo, yo. That that dude is like It's it's funny like when I think back at like Primo beats, I always think of like you know the scratching and the cutting using different samples and the hooks and shit but when he started playing this catalog I was like holy shit you forgot I about
1: totally a couple forgot. of joints right
2: oh I, did I <laughs> did I yeah and 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 um there's 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 one going down this weekend
1: oh who's this weekend again um, it's a, it's an R&B battle between... Is it is it Babyface and Teddy Riley? Yep. Oh, so they're, they're really gonna do it then? Yep. Wow. it
2: really gonna go
1: down. Teddy
2: Riley versus motherfucking Babyface.
1: Wow. don't
2: 9 p.m.
1: Wow. I'm making babies, bro.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm just gonna like, you know what I'm saying, put the fucking... The IG live on the fucking smarts
1: <laughs> and make on babies, stage. bro. <laughs> and
2: just fucking take the condom off because I put it on before when I get dressed. <laughs> Yo,
0: <laughs> wow, I need to go to work. Yeah, I mean,
1: I'm work, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yo, yo, yo! And
1: big shout out to Swiss Beats and Timberland for putting up this versus company. I don't know what it is, but this ain't yo, man, nobody getting paid. I'm gonna say this real quick, man.
2: I want to say that this started off with Joe Budden. Really? And obviously, yeah. The uh, the hit boy. Um, versus boy wonder.
0: And
1: it wasn't that, really uh it wasn't really a battle. It looked like they were just like showing each other their new shit.
2: No, no, no. They started playing their old shit too. But whatever that and you know the writers battle.
1: Oh, between T Pain um, and Little John?
2: No. Um Trevor
1: Austin. Ooh. And um
2: I can't think of the other
1: two Yo thing. listen. Shout out to Trevor Austin, bro. He's one of the first people I've met when I was interning at Def Jam. And this was like 06. Mm. Like I met Trevor Austin when he was like trying to be an RB R and B singer. He wasn't even trying to write for other people, bro.
2: Right. You know? Right. That, That's that,
1: real. yo, Trevor Trevor Austin on the on the fucking on the second Rick Ross album. That's when I met that nigga, bro.
2: Mr. Boss, Ricky Rose.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. I'm
2: free, baby.
1: Crazy, crazy. Uh, uh, damn, those were fucking great times, too, man. Fuck.
2: Doesn't feel like 14 years ago.
1: My nigga, 14 years ago, bro. I was working for Def Jam. Jesus. Out there, my nigga. Out there, bro.
2: Island, out there, wildin'.
1: Just doing what we needed to do, man. We were trying to make a name for ourselves. Put myself out I put myself out there like a motherfucker, bro. <laughs> of
2: course, man.
1: Always, always. But um What you been listening to? There's a lot of new music out, man.
2: You know what? There's a lot of new music out, man. I have not been listening to music at all this week. This week has been like another really, really busy week for me. Um, okay. Okay. Been doing a whole lot of weed smoking.
1: Whip. I'm not even gonna
2: hold you. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Um but so no, I have not um listened to any music this week. I have been listening to a couple beats though, and I have done some writing.
1: Well, 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 well.
2: So, you know, and that's going pretty good. So, you know, putting the pen, putting the pen back to the pad, has been good, especially in this time. Okay. Um, got a lot of fucking, got a lot, a lot of shit on my on my mind, a lot of shit on my chest that you know I want to get off. So, it's good. It's good exercise. It's good. Uh, it's good for the mental.
1: Nice, that's what's up, bro. That's what's up, man. Um, I mean, I went through a whole lot of shit. I, I seen some shit for some niggas out in L.A. It, uh, it's a two-man group called Coyote. You know, Coyotes. Coyote de Mexico. Right. That, them, them niggas are pretty dope. Not for nothing. Uh, West Side Where they Gun. they They're from uh, L.A. Okay. Uh, Westside Gun got The Paris joined out Pray for Paris That shit is Sounded pretty good Through the Through the speakers Um There was another dude That I was listening to Damn I can't Yo, I can't remember Off the top of my head Right now man
2: It's funny Um I was uh I was in an Uber yesterday And You know So the dude has like Some hip hop on Whatever so I'm listening, and and the rapper that's rapping has like a UK British accent. Yeah. So you know it's like it's kind of like like uplifting, like you know one of the songs had like an R and B chick on it, whatever. So you know the guy asks me, he's like, you know, it's it's, it's alright if I play the music, whatever. I'm like ten minutes already into the ride, I'm like, uh, yeah, it's all good. I'm like, yeah, that's your music. He's like. He's like, nah, nah, it's not mine. I'm like, oh really? I'm like, you from the UK? And he's like, nah, nah, I just like the music. I'm Yo, like, t- tell down.
1: me tell me he said, Your man's not hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he
2: said, like, Men's he was like, listen, men's, um he was like, um, the the dude the dude's name was Storm Stormzy. Okay. I you know, I, I had never heard a dude, whatever. So I was like, alright, I'll go check him out. Well, apparently, Stormzy's is like one of the number one fucking rappers over there. He's like fucking Jay-Z over there and shit.
1: Get the fuck out of here, really?
2: Yeah, he's like a really, really, really popular rapper. So, yeah, shout to him. Shout to Stormzy.
1: Shout out to fucking Stormzy, man.
2: But, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if we're going to play any Stormzy's. Uh, maybe not.
1: But yo, I just found a song. YouTube. Whenever you get a chance, Coyote, Viva Mexico. Just send me that
2: shit.
1: Yo, this shit, is, this shit is dope, bro. Like I just been trying to look for like new shit to to listen to. That shit is pretty dope. I, I'm thinking about putting it on the pod for uh the song of the week.
2: Alright it sounds good. Do it. Yeah,
1: sounds man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I really fuck with it. I really fuck with it.
2: Let's let's get it popping.
1: But yes, this is the twenty by twenty podcast, and we are your host, Nathan McFly.
2: Shinniga Woodrow man, aka quarantine poppy, aka the honorary member of Los Boricuas, aka the number one person that says to bring back the nation of domination. <laughs> And it's your motherfucking boys, man. We out here, man. Holla at us.
1: Word. We out
0: here. (laughs) I need the cash, I need the power and respect Need a stunt like I'm a motorbike with Cubans on my neck Need a closet full of Fendi and a pocket full of guap Couple deals that's on the table with my Johnny Hancock Tryna tell you what I need, baby girl I need a lot If it ain't a V12 then I probably wouldn't cop Know a couple filthy rats that need to stay up off the block Every time they come around they be making shit high Boy stop, call me Blanco Blanco, get into it pronto If this was training day we would've killed lines so they lock my cousin for stashing packs in his poncho I might pull up on your bitch, me and Guapo yeah. If I tell my Yodi shooty, he gon' let it go Where you get your birds from, homie, let me know <laughs> Yeah, viva Mexico Yeah, yeah, viva Mexico I know that we gon' stay ballin' My phone keep ringin', your bitch callin' Hey, am I driving okay? I think we're parked, man. Pull up a hundred something deep and we go all in. Yeah, yeah. Viva Mexico! Yeah, name another beaner that is dope as me. You ain't have a granny that was trapping, mine was selling keys. She would cross that border with that dope inside the ovary. Sweating bullets, praying while she hold down to that rosary. Amen. Yeah, but she made it through. After that, got paid in full. She would drop that work off and right after, drop us off at school. Yeah, so you know that being dope is in my blood. I'ma be the one to make it. That's on anything I love. I got deals up in Mexico that's trapping, selling drugs. If you ever need that work, my Theo hobby be the plug. Yeah. You can find me in my Yodi's drinking Don J With some pretty model chicks that wanna sniff, yay They claim that it's their first time with her essay So she sat up on my face and made that ass shade If I tell my Yodi, shoot it, he gon' let it go Where well, you get your birds from, homie, let me know <laughs> Yeah, viva Mexico Yeah, yeah Viva Mexico. I know that we gon' stay ballin'. My phone keep ringin', your bitch callin'. Pull up a hundred some deep and we go all in. Yeah, yeah. Viva Mexico.